JC Corcoran Podcast. Ever since I was a young boy, I played this silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. That deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. He stands like a statue, becomes part of the machine. Feeling all the bumpers, always playing clean. He plays by intuition. Never seen him fall The deaf, dumb, and blind Kid sure plays me Don't hear no buzzes and bells Don't see no lights of flashing He plays by sense of smell He always gets a replay The digit counters fall That deaf, dumb, and blind Kid sure plays a mean pinball He's a pinball wizard He has to be a twist a pinball wizard, he's got such a supple wrist. He's a pinball wizard, his score shoots even more. The pinball wizard, the world's new pinball lord. Now I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before. It's like deja vu all over. Thursday, October 19, 2023. Hi, kids. You are at jconthewine.com. We have breaking news, literal breaking news. No joke here. Sidney Powell has taken a plea deal, and this story is coming down the chute literally as we speak. This is really significant. This is a person who knows a lot and has a very big story to tell. She was one of those, along with Rudy Giuliani, who had been going around really throughout the country after the election talking about what was unsubstantiated fraud. And they filed multiple things in multiple courts that were all essentially dismissed because of lack of evidence. And so I think that's where a lot of people will remember seeing her as we are discussing what happened right after the election. Let's get Lisa Rubin in here. Lisa's going to have to wait. All right. That is significant, though. That's a big, big story. The walls continue to crumble down around the Great Pumpkin. New Stones album comes out tomorrow. 
quite a bit of excitement. And the boys, by the way, are touring. They are out everywhere. And I don't mean touring, coming to your city to do a show, although they'll probably do that sometime next year, too. I'm talking about the late-night television talk shows. Jagger is going to be on a couple of shows next week. Last night on Jimmy Fallon, it was Ronnie Wood's turn. The only tracks to be released so far are Angry yes. and Sweet Sound of Heaven. And I'm just blown away with them. I mean, what, to be what, in the studio you... with that genius... Stevie Wonder. Mm. Yes, but which one are you looking forward to the audience hearing? Like, that aren't those two? Is uh, it... Whole Wide World. Yeah, it's a great. It's a great up-tempo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. good. That's You're good. love that. You're going to love that one. And uh, for the other side of the coin, there's a country kind of flavoured song called Dreamy Skies. Uh, I get to play a little slide and mix and, things and very I country. Mention, also, this is this was made after uh, the passing of uh, Charlie Watts, who was uh, obviously your, your your brother and uh, your band member, one of the greatest drummers. Yeah. Well, some things are beyond our control, and losing Charlie was one of those things. But before he did pass, he said to me and to the band, because I was the last one to see him in his hospital room, and he said, "Just make sure that." Uh, you got Steve Jordan to cover for me, and when I get well, I can come, you know. But he said, until then, please make sure you have Steve Jordan. And Steve is like a, a rocket ship behind you. It's, it's so fantastic. And so you got Steve. You know Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love Steve. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. But you got to do two two songs. Charlie plays on two songs on the album. Yeah. You know, if you turn away from the TV set, you have to wonder whether that's really Ronnie Wood of the Stones or whether it's Mike Myers from Saturday Night Live doing his Ronnie Wood impersonation. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I did a very good job there. I think that laugh actually sounded more like Larry King. Anyhow, as you know, I collect news flubs. A lot of them I pick up myself. A lot of them are sent to me. And a lot of people just send me a thing saying, okay, it was about 4.45 on the news today, and this guy said this. And then I go back and I can pick it up off of the streaming stuff from their website. Like uh, some of the ones that you're accustomed to hearing here. What was it? Edward and Carson... Randy Jackson, former Channel 5 newsman, help me out with this. Blunt and fellow Republicans John Shenig from Arizona and Ohio's John Boner are hoping... I think it's John Boehner. Not that one, Randy, the other one. Well, the Rams play their first preseason game against Indianapolis on Thursday. To get a good gauge of how prepared the Rams are, head coach Scott Linehan... It's Linehan, but that, no, the other one, the other one. The Somali wild ass is... Jennifer Blown, not you, how'd you get in there? No, Randy Jackson, the other one. Well, the Cardinals will go for the sweep against the Colorado Rockies later on today. Last night, Juan Encarcion... Give that man a participation trophy. He tried as hard as he could. Juan Encarnacion. He was standing in the on-deck circle and got drilled. He wasn't paying attention. That was the end of him. Teachers will set a strike date. Excuse me. Even though it is illegal. Turning now to weather. Lisa Zygman. Let's turn toward an emphysema word. And then there's Cam Waxer's Sean Michael Lyle, who manages to make two flubs in one story. Local restaurants, Blueberry Hill, Canetto House of Pasta, and Poppy's Smokehouse. Uh... <laughs> Poppy's. Yeah. Get some ribs at Poppy's and then go over to Canetta. And then there was uh, Julian Grace at Channel 4. Now that accident happened just right here off of I-44 westbound near Lindenburg. How about a show business report from Larry Connors? For best actor, Russell Crowe in Gladiator, Ed Harris in Pollock. 
Larry, apparently not a big art collector. Jackson Pollock. Sure. Close enough. Back over to the Channel 4 Noon News. Claire. We also know some of the names coming to the Illinois State Fair in Springfield as well. Old Dominion is performing on August 11th. Rio Speedwagon is on the 15th. Rio Speedwagon. And now, KMOV Sports Authority. Live from the KMOV Broadcast Center, this is News 4 This Morning. Watching out for you. Well, coming up on News 4 This Morning, Chip Correa is set to take over at Valley Sports for Cardinals play-by-play. Chip Correa. Let's not leave out the network, guys. NBC's Al Roker. We're talking baseball, Lester, that's about the size of baseballs. That's what we're worried about. I don't watch those baseballs the size of baseballs. Back over to Channel 5. Travis Cummings 5 on your side. The Blues sent Vladimir Tarasenko to the New York Giants. Travis Cummings 5 on your side. All right, Travis, thanks. I'm going to wear out the remote here back over to Channel 4. Claire? When was the term March Madness first used? Well, the answer, the term first used in reference to basketball by an Illinois high school official. That was back in 1939. March Madness wouldn't become associated with the NCAA tournament until Brent Musburger used it to during the coverage of the 1982 tournament. Let's go international. Up to Canada. Sask Energy is announcing a proposal to jack off, uh, up the cost of heating your home. Back to the national news. CNN. At least Leslie Sanchez, Republican strategist and CNN political con- con- contributor, is always on time. Can't leave out MSNBC. Continuing to follow the latest developments in the crash of Delta Flight 5191. 49 people killed. Here's a Black Hawk, helicop- Black Hawk helicopter. Bring in Shepard Smith from Fox. J-Lo's new song, Jenny from the Block, all about Lopez roots, about how she's still a neighborhood gal at heart. But folks from that street in New York, the Bronx section, sound more likely to give her a curb job than a blow job or block party. And former Channel 4 reporter, then she went to Fox and then married the commissioner of the National Football League, Jane Skinner. The deputy police chief says six officers were killed, including the district's top cock, top cock after a cop after the vehicle they were riding in was sprayed with bullets. And those are your latest headlines. I'm Jane Skinner. Time now to send you back to Shepard, who is live where... Just outside of Memphis. <laughs> Do you know how sorry, hard it is to, to read when everyone else in the studio is shaking with laughter at your misfortune? I know. I've, I've been there, Jane. You it's too, worse for Just me. Just you too. Do it now. <laughs> wow. Well, my all-time favorite, Channel 5's weekend guy, Brent Solomon. I'm Brent Solomon. Today, Russia's president, Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. I'm Brent Solomon. Today was the 38th annual Thanksgiving f- Thanks for Giving Parade. How about that? St. Louis native Nikki Glasser was featured as Honorary Grand Marshal. I'm Brent Solomon. Oh, come on. One more from Claire at Channel 4. All right, time now to answer our Wednesday fun fact. Here it is. Which famous song by Doris Day was featured in the 1956 thriller, The Man Who Knew Too Much? Well, the answer is Q Saracero. Whatever will be, will be. And I love this one from the CBS Network. You can't tell me they couldn't find another guy somewhere in the newsroom with a different name to do this story. 
This is a CBS News special report. Good day, John Roberts. President Bush is about to make his announcement of John Roberts. Until then, John Roberts, CBS News in New York. Good day. From John Roberts to Mike Roberts, weather forecaster, but what station do you work at? 39 in Cape Girardeau, most of the Channel 4, 5 viewing area. Uh-oh. It's spreading. I also want to mention Taste of Clayton coming up on Sunday. Many of us from Channel 5 will be there. We're going to have a big tent and a lot of fun two. there. With Taste Channel 2. Channel 2. Channel 5, I say Channel 5. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to be there. I'm Brent Solomon. That disturbing discovery happening this morning at the Principia Lower School. I'm Brent Solomon. But we do have a couple of new ones. The Cardinals continue their tour of Ohio and Cleveland. Burleson with a high fly ball and a sweat center. Oh, I'm going to start that over. I'm so sorry. Okay, third time to try. A few rare items from the Wizard of Oz film are going up for auction. The family of actor Ray Bulger. If I only had a brain. Truer words may never have been spoken. And now we turn to the issue of Yachty or Molina. Yachty, don't do it! Look, don't get me wrong. It would be wonderful to have Yachty back in a car new uniform as the bench coach. All the instruction that he could give all of these young players, especially, and a great goodwill ambassador for the game. All of those things are indisputable. But Yachty, think about it. Now the Cardinals have a 8 or a 9 or a 10 game losing streak or lose, you know, 12 of their last 15. And now... You go from being one of the most popular Cardinal players in history to being a dog. And I guarantee you that at some point during that losing streak, somebody says, they got to get rid of Yachty. He can't coach. He's too close to the players that he played with on the team, and now he's trying to manage them. Somebody will come up with something like that and try to run you out of town, Yachty. Plus, for almost two decades, we sat there and watched you be a field general. People always said it was like having another manager on the team, having a manager out on the field while your defensive unit was out there. What are you going to do now? Cardinal organization has turned into an entire building full of yes men. Look what they did to Mike Schilt. That's still one of the ugliest stains on the history of Cardinal baseball that I can even think of. You don't see Chris Carpenter coming around coaching. You don't see Ozzie Smith coaching. You don't see Jim Edmonds coaching. All these incredibly popular former Cardinal players who know better than to get involved with the day-to-day operations of a team that really isn't doing very well right now. Yachty, it would be lovely to have you here, maybe under different circumstances, but why would you go from being one of the most popular Cardinal players ever to painting a target on your own back? It makes no sense. Yachty, don't do it. I've talked about this before. I've had this problem with women, especially uh, women who have been knocked around a little bit. You know, maybe they came out of a really bad relationship, a bad divorce. Ex-husband is still driving him batshit crazy. Somebody says, I have this friend. You're like, okay, I'll give it a run. And you can tell 10 minutes in that this woman is really wounded. I'm not saying it as a criticism. I'm saying it as a statement of fact. I don't know. I mean, I think in some cases it's just timing. Maybe the woman is trying to get out there in the dating world a little bit too quickly before she's completely healed. I think there's guys like that too, but I think it's particularly prevalent in women. Again, I could be wrong on that. I I can only go by my own experience. And And I feel bad. And at the same time, you want to say, babe, babe, I did nothing to you. I'm the good guy. Remember, I'm here trying to present you with an alternative Maybe there's something about me you'll like or at least toler at least tolerate. Don't get mad at me.
I had a woman I was dating for a couple of months get me all the way to a Chinese restaurant on Brentwood just to break up with me. And she did it after we ordered the food. So now she gets up, she tells me off, she gets up and leaves, and now about $40 worth of food shows up. And everybody else in the restaurant saw what was happening. I didn't do anything to her. She just wasn't ready. She was emotionally unavailable. Right after I got my divorce, I met a woman. She was a lawyer, and the same thing. I was crazy about her, and she was beautiful, and it just wasn't working after about, oh, my God, it had to be close to a year. The thing finally just fizzled out. I ran into her a couple of years later, and she said, JC, you didn't do anything wrong. I, I was emotionally unavailable. I'm like, ow. Somehow I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel any better after that. I mention all of this because one of the things I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday, somebody from my past, and I was talking about the fact that, you know, she's one of these people that you can just be talking to her and one word seems out of place to her. One, you think I'm exaggerating, I'm not. One word you used and it just sets off some sort of nuclear fission and just kerplooey. It happens on social media as well. Yesterday, I was very, very um, proud to be able to display a picture of Chuck Berry, who would have turned 97. And I told you the whole story yesterday about how people are so impressed around the contract and show them pictures of me with Kevin Costner or George Clooney or John Goodman or David Letterman or anybody, but they see that picture of me with Chuck Berry and they just can't believe it. You knew Chuck Berry? Sometimes you forget how things are viewed from people outside of your own universe. And it's good to do that once in a while. Try to take a step back and look at things from about 300 feet rather than right down at ground level. So yesterday I was uh, talking about the fact that Chuck Berry, while a flawed individual, and then I went on to bestow tremendous amounts of praise on him and pride that I was somebody who Chuck Berry knew and that I knew. Well, you could see it coming this morning responses what do you mean flawed we're all flawed and i'm thinking to myself yeah we are we're all flawed i think i may have even mentioned that in the post yesterday well that wasn't good enough one word and it sets this guy off and by the way this is somebody who apparently doesn't understand the concept of degree you might be flawed because you're afraid to try new things or you don't like sushi or your mind wanders or you spend too much time with your fantasy football team. Those are flaws of a particular degree. Chuck Berry went to prison for tax evasion. There were instances of him taking uh, underage women across state lines. There was the little problem of the cameras in the ladies' rooms at his club. Those are flaws of a more intense degree. Everybody understand that? Good, because that guy who sent me that didn't. New Stones album tomorrow. Very, very exciting. I mentioned that already. I'm mentioning it again. This week was the anniversary from back in 1990 of the movie White Palace, written by Glenn Sabin. Glenn seemed like a nice guy. I always, uh, you know, I would deal with him from time to time. He was the guy who wrote the book. And I always thought to myself, he seems like an okay guy, but he just doesn't look healthy. And in fact, a couple of years after all of this stuff in 1990, he did pass away, which I was very sad to see happen because it was a good book. And they made it into a movie with Susan Sarandon and James Spader, and they shot it here in St. Louis in Dogtown. And as a sort of a gesture of appreciation, they said, we're going to do a Hollywood premiere in Clayton at the Shady Oak 
and everybody gets to dress up in evening gowns and tuxedos and arrive in limos, and we're going to have everybody come in. And I was emceeing the thing, so it was sort of fun to be a part of. But what you couldn't see is the actual Hollywood people who were there sort of laughing at us. <laughs> looked a bunch of hayseeds pretending it was Hollywood. It looked like something out of the Andy Griffith show where Aunt B and Clara dress up for some special thing because they think they're going to be on TV. You probably already know they changed the ending of White Palace. In the book, it ends one way, but they shot it that way and showed it to test audiences, and the test audiences hated it, and so they reshot the ending, and uh, unfortunately, it corrupted the book itself from the viewpoint of Glenn, the guy who wrote it. I don't think he was very happy. I know he wasn't very happy about it, but it was still fun to be able to see St. Louis being depicted on the big screen. Speaking of Mayberry, I was just a moment ago, this Jason Momoa thing yesterday started to look like a scene out of Bye Bye Birdie. There were people who got there like 3 o'clock in the morning to wait for an autographed, what was he selling, tequila or vodka? What was it? I don't even know. I think it's vodka. By now you've heard the details of the Natalie Holloway story. Oh, man. The crap this Vandersloot guy has been trying to get away with over the last few years, trying to extort money out of this poor family, and you wish you could just hit him in the head with a cinder block. But he's copped to the whole thing, finally, assuming that even now he's telling the truth. I don't know that that's necessarily true. The guy's such a psychopath. Who knows if he's telling the truth now? Although, usually in cases like this, there are details to the murder that only the murderer could possibly be aware of. But in this case, because they never found the body, I don't know how they're pulling this off, but they got him and he ain't getting out anytime soon. Let's put it that way. But this story has finally come full circle and you just sit there and stare at it and think, is there any good that could come out of this? And there is. Not pleasant to talk about, but there is. And I'm not casting aspersions on Beth Holloway, Natalie's mother. I'm just saying that regardless of how drunk your daughter is, or how much into a party mode she's in because she's on spring break, you should never let yourself get so drunk that it seems like a good idea to be in a foreign country and go running off with a complete stranger who's like twice the size of you by yourself. Because that's what she did, and it cost her her life. I mean, think about it. You're like 18 years old, you're in a foreign country, and you go off with some guy by yourself. Please. You know, I got three daughters, and I sit them down, and they roll their eyes back in their head. Oh, Dad. Like, I don't care. You're going to hear this so much that regardless of what the extreme circumstances are, and my daughter's 14, so don't worry about it, but I got a 30 and a 27. Neither one of them drinks. So that solves part of the problem. But the point is this. It should be just, you know, beaten into them so hard that you just don't do anything like that. You either take a friend or you don't do it at all. But, I mean, you know, again, look look what happened. Look at this woman who was so drunk. This was maybe, what, a year or two ago? She calls an Uber. A car pulls up. She thinks it's the Uber. She hops in the back. The guy drives off and kills her. It was not an Uber driver. She was so drunk, she didn't even know the difference between just a car pulling up and an Uber driver. So whether you got daughters, whether you got nieces, granddaughters, use this as a learning opportunity. And oh, by the way, while we're busy teaching our daughters and the women in our lives, the young women, not to do stupid things, 
might not be a bad idea to remind the boys in your family not to assault women. There's that little detail. I'm going to say something now about Taylor and Travis that I never thought that I would say. First of all, I never thought I would call them Taylor and Travis. But, I mean, it's one thing when you start dating something and you start altering your previous behavior, shall we say. A guy starts dating a woman. After a period of time, it starts getting a little more serious. He stops staying out so late with his friends. Starts taking care of his appearance a little better. He's taking the relationship a little more seriously. But now when you start purchasing real estate, that's serious. Six million dollars worth of real estate. I guess Travis Kelsey was living in some sort of, you know, just some place on the street. And yesterday he plops down six million dollars for a house in a gated community with a lot more privacy. But like I said, I'm gonna say something here. First of all, this might be one of the greatest things ever to happen to the National Football League. Everybody, everything in the NFL is getting so much more attention now. They're getting people to watch football games, especially a lot of young women who never would be sitting down in front of a TV watching football. Now they can bond with their father or their brothers or maybe their mom knows a lot about football and those are all good things. This isn't hurting anybody. It's helping the NFL. I have mixed emotions about that because they don't really need any more help. You know what I mean? But it's also pointless to try to fight this it is what it is and it's not hurting anybody it's a little annoying when everybody overdoes it but when it comes right down to it it's a guy dating a girl they both happen to be famous one happens to be one of the most famous people in the world right now it's not really them that are doing anything it's all of us that are doing it and of course the media doing it but they're not doing anything wrong and they're not hurting anybody. Leave them alone. Anybody else getting a little concerned about how this looks to the rest of the world? The Speaker of the House thing? Kevin McCarthy practically daring hardline Republicans to come after him. If somebody wants to make a motion against me, bring it. To which Gates responded, just did. He says he's coming for you. Can you survive? Yes, I'll survive. The Speaker of the House has been removed from his position. Some House Republicans have been in contact with and have started an effort to draft former President Donald Trump to be the next Speaker. A lot of people have been calling him that Speaker. Donald Trump has just endorsed Jim Jordan to be the next Speaker of the House. On Capitol Hill right now, we have breaking news. House Republicans have nominated Steve Scalise moments ago as their new Speaker. I want to thank my House Republican colleagues for just designating me as the speaker. Just hours after being nominated to become the next speaker of the House, Congressman Steve Scalise says he's dropping out of the race. I'm withdrawing my name as a candidate for the speaker designee. Jim Jordan is the new Republican nominee for speaker. Jim Jordan is trying to rally support ahead of a planned vote today. You feel really good about uh, where we're at. My prediction is Jim will win this and even on the first round of votes. Congressman Jim Jordan lost the first vote for House Speaker. The Speaker has not been elected. Jim Jordan plans to take his second shot at the speakership on the House floor. Congressman Jim Jordan appears to have lost the second round of votes for Speaker. A Speaker has not been elected. Trump backs Jordan and Jordan backs Trump. Jordan was a key player in the January 6th coup attempt and still to this day refuses to say that the 2020 election was not stolen. He was named 
Throughout the congressional report on the insurrection as a key player, defied a subpoena to answer questions and was listed on the president's call sheet from that day. According to a copy obtained by the Washington Post, the schedule says that at 9.24 a.m., the president talked with Representative Jim Jordan. But Jordan initially refused to answer questions about whether he spoke with Trump on January 6th, leading to this very awkward interview with a reporter. Yes or no, did you speak with President Trump on January 6th? Yeah, I mean, I speak. I, I spoke with the president last week. I speak with the president all the time. I spoke with him on January 6th. I mean, I talk with President Trump all the time. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of amazed sometimes that people keep asking this. But of course, I talk with the president all the time. I talk with him, like I said, I talked with him last week. On January 6th, did you speak with him before, during, or after the Capitol was attacked? Uh, I'd have to go. I, 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 I spoke with him that day after, I think after. I don't know if I spoke with him in the morning or not. I, I just don't know. Uh, I'd have to go back and. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know uh, that when when those conversations happen. When someone talks that fast, they're either holding an auction, lying their ass off, or pitching a screenplay at a Malibu beach house after snorting a mountain of blow. The man is not wrong. The man is not wrong. Back to baseball for just a minute. Nolan Arenado's streak of ten consecutive Gold Gloves is over. The Cardinals end up with only one finalist. That's Tommy Edmond. Winners will be announced on November 5. Two men in San Antonio got into a major argument over Monday Night Football this week, and both of them pulled out knives and then stabbed each other multiple times. They're expected to recover. They had a fight over Monday Night Football. I think Joe's much more handsomer than Troy. What are you talking about? I do, I do. Get out of here. Troy's much better handsome than that Joe Buck guy. What are you talking about? You know nothing. Oh, yeah, you know nothing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, come over here. And end of scene. Netflix hiking the price of its premium plan from 20 to 23. The basic plan goes from 10 to 12. The cost of ads supported and standard plans will remain the same. Dolly Parton says she's too busy for a phone call, an email, or a text. She says it takes up too much time. She tells her friends, if you want to contact me, send a fax. Here's a story about a woman who asks her male dates for references from other women before getting too involved. She says she does it to avoid red flags. But if you're the guy trying to date this woman and she's asking for references from other women, isn't that a red flag? Besides, it's all relative. I have ex-girlfriends who think I'm a wonderful person and we're still in touch and we hug and we're friends and we have wonderful relationships. And I have ex-girlfriends who think I'm scum. It all balances out in the end. You don't get anywhere by asking for references. A man named Johnny Yates tried to hide from cops in Florida by putting up a whiteboard that said, Johnny Yates does not live here. Well, you guessed it. He was there, and the police found him hiding in a modified chest of drawers. And Amazon is going to start testing drones that will drop drugs on your doorstep. We're talking about prescriptions. Hey, honey, why don't you go outside and wait in the front yard for Daddy's OxyContin? You mean your hillbilly heroin? Oh, now, come on now. Come on. And Jada Pinkett Smith said she and Will are working on healing their marriage. And that makes sense, yeah, because I know when I'm working on my marriage, the first thing I want to do is give a bunch of interviews about it where I reveal embarrassing personal details. Happy 67th birthday to my pal Kent Earhart over on Channel 4. Good guy. And Taylor Swift could make $4 billion. That's billion with a B from the Eras Tour, which means Taylor Swift will soon be rich enough to afford a ticket to see the Eras Tour. 
And with that, the J.C. Corcoran Podcast for Thursday, October 19th, 2023, is in the can. Now, that's it. We do podcasts Monday through Thursday, so we won't have another one now until this coming Monday. But we're still on the air tomorrow morning and every morning from 530 till 10 on KWOLF at 101.5 in St. Louis and 101.7 West and beyond. We also stream at KWOLF.com. Have a great weekend. We will, of course, be on the air Sunday morning from 9 to 11 with J.C.'s Roots of Rock Sunday show, two hours of great music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and some 90s in there, too. And we do some Beatles, and we do some Motown. We just have a great old time. It's all brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. Again, that is Sunday morning, 9 to 11, on KWOLF and KWOLF.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later, mate. I'd have to go back and, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, that when, when those conversations happen. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.